All the music used in this episode fall under fair use under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, and reporting. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. We are here starting this journey. We're here. Track by, oh, she's already speaking. Track by track. <laughs> um, a two Harrys. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to My Records and Me. I'm your host, Kylie. Each episode, I bring on someone in my life and we delve into the music that we love and the music that connects us. This special series will be delving into Harry Styles' sophomore album, Fine Line. We'll be going down the track list and each episode will be about a different song with a different guest. Or sometimes it'll just be me. You'll just have to listen and find out. Enjoy the show. Okay, 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 okay. Hello, hello, hello. It is the first episode of my track-by-track analysis of Fine Line by Harry Styles. Each song will have a different person, um, bringing different perspectives to this album through each song. Um, And we're starting off with, obviously, track one, Golden, an amazing opener. And I couldn't think of a more amazing person for this amazing opener than my good friend Caitlin. Caitlin, say hi to the people. Hi to the people. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for Caitlin. having me. Hi, Kaylin. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, Kaylin's been a longtime supporter, first-time guest um, on the pod. Kaylin is probably one of the longest like people I've known in my life. Yeah, not family-related, longest person I've known in my life. Yes. Who's, like, still in my life. That's still one in my life. One of the first life. people I've met there we who go. was still in my life, yeah. There we go. So, Kaylin, how did we meet? Or what? How do you how remember? If you do remember, because I don't know if I remember, but I know the general <laughs> timeline. I know the general. Yeah. Timeline. I, so for the people, Kylie was one of my. We always say we're day one. One of my first friends, and one of my only friends that I still keep up with from the ripe old age of seven when we met in Miss Becker's. That is correct. Miss Becker's first grade class. Yeah, I do not talk to anyone else <laughs> who I met when I was seven years yeah. old. That is wait. Nope. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I do not. I do. I don't. And we've kind of like been in each other's lives, been out of each other's lives, like a couple times oh, in the last what even like fifteen, yeah. sixteen years. Oh my god, yeah, which is wild. To think yeah, about. I always think like me and Caitlin like really became figures in each other's lives, like prominently when we both went to college Agreed. for a lot of reasons. Yeah, uh, but I think I think we became we became more similar in college and like. The sense that we'd always been friends yeah. throughout, like, elementary, middle school, high school. But, like, I feel like our paths kind of converged more when we went to college. And then I felt like we could talk about so many things. Yeah, talk about, uh, like, a whole, a lot of different things that I started gaining interest mm-hmm. in, that Caitlin started gaining interest in. And I, you know, I think that's such a good point. It's like, you know, not saying that I ever thought of you like this, but Caitlin could have been that person. I was like, oh, I just talked to her in high school, and then, you know, we all went our separate yeah. ways, and I never talked to her again. Not saying I ever pictured that right. or imagined that, but, you know, I think there are just some people in your life where it's like, okay, that could have happened just based on our relationship exactly. in totally. high school. Um, but I was, that, again, that was not a thought, but if I did have that thought, I was completely No, wrong. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. And Caitlin genuinely is probably one of the... I would say you're probably the person I talk to the most, um, or the second to most from high school. Aww, that means a lot. Caitlin, uh, yeah, me and Caitlin just, we just, you know, there's been a lot of times that I remember, like, 
her and I just like sitting in our driveway, my yeah. driveway in her car, um, in her Subaru oh, yeah. Baja. If you don't know um, what that car yes, looks like, I look know. it up because it's. If you don't know what something. the car that was only made for three <laughs> years in the early two thousands, you were missing out. Um, and we would just like chalk for like two hours, just like in my driveway yeah. or like in my basement or just like driving somewhere like um you know you're, you're just a very easy person to talk to and, and i like, feel like we have very similar world views and like oh yeah when i talk to you i just feel like it's like i'm talking to myself like my own thoughts are reflected back to me you know what yeah. i mean but also like i think <laughs> not you've in done, a weird way no no not in a weird way but you've done the thing where it's like i have like i may have said something or posted something and you've like challenged me and like made mm. me learn something and i i would like to think i've done the same but absolutely um, absolutely you know i think that's a really test of our friendship or not a test, a, a testament. I mean, a testament of our friendship yes. of just like, you know, pushing each other to be better. And, you know, Caitlin has always pushed me, especially this past year to really like find my space, find my peace, um, Aww, which has been awesome. So nice yeah, of course. And, uh, I'm so glad. you know, always been a supporter and, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm very happy to have Caitlin on and for an amazing song an amazing person. Like yeah. I said, well, I'm so happy to be on for this song. So, Caitlin. Yes. When were you first introduced to this album? When mm-hmm. were you first introduced to this song? Like, when did the song become a standout to you? What's What's yeah. your tale with this, with Mr. Styles? My tale? Well, I like many was a um, avid follower of the band One Direction. She was a, we're a 1D veteran, <laughs> and I mean that. That's honestly, I think, how we got close, like, in middle school when we were 12. Um, definitely had a One Direction Tumblr. Um, definitely, like, I think I had an Instagram, too. Big fan. And I was always a hairy girl, I will say. I was a... She always knew from the I love the leading man, what can I say? Um, but... So I, I had a, like, you know, followed them a lot. And then obviously when the band went on a hiatus slash broke up, sensitive topic. Um, they broke up. Yeah, they broke up. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly actually at this point kind of drifted away. Like I wasn't as into them at this point in my life as I was early on. So when he yeah. released like his debut album, when Harry released, he, <laughs> Mr. Styles released his debut album, I was very, I was like excited for him. I listened to it. I was like, but I definitely, I think wasn't mm-hmm. into, as into it as you were. Um, yeah. Because I kind of, I just, like, had broken from... Other interests. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, in, like, a... Yeah. I just, like, was listening to different types of music. But then, when Fine Line came out, I always listened because I was, like, I love this man and I will listen regardless. Yeah, I, I think it's... With the first album, everyone I've really talked to, it's either they get it or they don't. Yeah. And not saying, like, you didn't No, I don't it. think it's I did, just, honestly. like, you didn't connect. Yeah. Okay, or that. I think it wasn't exactly <laughs> the type of music that I was listening to and, like... At the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then Fine Line came out, and I obviously listened. Oh, so good. And this one so really good. got me. <laughs> like, it was most listened to artist, most listened to album of 2020, said the year? Well, it came out at the end of 2019. So 2020, And yeah. basically, yeah. yeah, it was basically Yeah, my Spotify wrapped. That was, that was the one. Um, and this is one I really connected with. I think partially because I think he was finding his sound more, and it was more of what I was listening to. Also, Completely. I was, like, in this period of my life where, like, the themes of many of the songs on the album I felt like I really, like, it really hit me, you know? Um, No, completely. Completely agree. Yeah, and Golden specifically was a song that, like, really hit me, and I felt, like, 
is still one of my favorite songs on the album. So what what was that like connection? Like you know those songs that you have that are like they always remind you of like a person or a time period in your life. Oh my god, yeah. I have all so many. Right. For that's why you're people. doing this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the whole, the whole point <laughs> well, of this podcast, guys. <laughs> um, well, Golden is one of those songs for me, and it is a song that I like very specifically connect to um, a person in my life who mm-hmm. is no longer in my life and was actually frankly quite irrelevant to me in like both the grand scheme of things and also the small scheme of things. Um, so when the first album dropped in fall, winter 2019, that's when I like kind of, I feel like grew really attached mm-hmm. to this song specifically right. um, in relation to this person in my life who, I mean, we've all been there. I was really into him. He was Girl, not that into me, but he yeah. was leading me on and he was like keeping this me. This whole album <laughs> is about, this whole album reminds me about two people yep. and they're the exact same way. Yeah, we all have that. We've all been there and it's not fun. <laughs> but I just remember like I was studying abroad at the time and I remember I was just like walking around listening to the song on repeat thinking about this one person and yeah. it my brain just made an association with them at the time. Also, I think because this yeah. person was blonde and it's golden and I was like, ooh, there you go. symbolism. Obviously, that person's no longer in my life. I don't really think about him at all. But the song will forever be associated with this time in my life when I was, like, pretty sad and hung up on someone. And I think, in retrospect, it has kind of taken on a life of its own beyond that. So now it's a song that I think of frequently when I am in the situation that Harry describes in the song. Like, that's, like, my go-to, like, idealized Completely. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I completely agree. Like, this album came out really in an important time in my life where I was kind of, like, I was in this weird limbo where I was, like, really getting over, like, this one guy, and then I was, like, getting in, I was really, I was starting to get really into this other guy, and I, I saw them both, like, as this whole album, and as this whole storyline, and the really cool thing about, um, Golden, the opening track to Fine Line, it, like, it really revels in, like, the highs and then the ultimate fears, yeah. you know, one really experiences during, like, this really, like, honeymoon phase um, of a new and, like, you know, bright relationship. But it's, like, it, it, but it really sets the tone for the album where we're really talking about heartbreak. Yeah. Um, and the story of, like, really, like, falling for someone and them not, like... Feeling that way. <laughs> not, like, like, not feeling it in the way you feel yeah, it. agreed. This, I feel like we were in similar situations, which is why we connected on this song so much when the album came out. Yeah. And it's it's a great opener for the story that he tells. Oh, because amazing. you don't know where it's, it's going to go. It's an amazing opener. Yeah, you know? You don't. Like, I think you don't. for me, it takes on a certain meaning. For others, it takes on a different meaning because it's an open-ended of, like, this is so exciting. We're about to, like, embark on something with this person. Yeah. But it's very abstract. Yeah, because it's, like, I think... I think a really cool thing that I've always seen in Harry's writing that I really think hit with this song. Like mm-hmm. I, I think of this as like the first song where he really, where I really like saw him as who he is. Yeah, like that sound that might sound crazy. No, I get. But I feel like this really expresses like who he is as a person. Like I think he genuinely wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. I think he genuinely like he rushes into relationships and doesn't wait for the other person to catch up and then he's like fuck. Yeah. Like I and I was like, wow, I relate to that. Like <laughs> I am the exact same yeah. way, Harry. Like I am the exact same way. Totally. It's it's like romantic, it's idealistic. Yeah. But it's also like anxious. You know? And that's what oh, I it's think is really great. anxious. Yeah. Like he has these two sides of like, I'm so excited for this and where it's gonna go, but it's also like uh, I'm scared. I'm terrified. 
I'm scared. And it's like, it's like, it's like you hit the, it's like, well, is he scared because he doesn't want to be alone, like he says? Or is he scared that, like, this is not what he thought it was? Right. I have always. You don't know. I've always interpreted as a second, I think, because of my personal experiences. And that's where I think that's what makes the song so special is that like question, mm-hmm. the open-ended question that's posed in the song, everyone's going to take it a different way. Yeah, I've always saw, seen it as that too, just because of just how the rest of the album kind of yeah, goes. That's also true. Like, um, I just, I think he was really into, like this, okay, this whole album is about Camille Rowe. Yeah. The model we he know. dated from 2017, 2018. <laughs> we, we know this, guys. Her voice is in guys, the album. Guys, if you didn't know, Cherry, she's a Cherry voicemail. <laughs> um, and like, I really just think like, he just like what he just really thought that it was something that it wasn't yeah this relationship which, which and is so interesting like it makes it much more it feels very human you know and, yeah like, genuine i agree because we are all we have all been in situations where like mm-hmm. we feel so excited and so wrapped up in this relationship and we know yeah. in our heart we always know that the other person isn't in the same place but you never want to yeah. admit that to yourself and you just hold on to this hope and, exactly. And I also think this song in particular also, I don't know if you've felt this way with this one, um, but one thing that I think is really interesting is that in the second verse of the song, it, it not only touches on this kind of anxiety and fear, but it also shows like how much idealizing someone is so much about you and not about the other person. Literally in my notes, Caitlin, the <laughs> only lyrics I wrote were verse two, yeah. all of them. Yes. So just... Let me just read for the people who don't know. So this is verse two. It's, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. When it ends, don't want to let you know. I don't want to be alone. But I can feel it take a hold. I can feel you take control of who I am and all I've ever known. Love and use the antidote, Golda. Yeah, I, th- I agree. That. I think it's like, <laughs> I agree because I've also been in the exact same mm-hmm. situation where I have this ideal, I have such an ideal image of a relationship with another person or this other person in general and i think i so i'm trying to justify it right because i'm scared of this other thing that i'm not even thinking about yeah. and it's so like it is like a thing of being alone or someone accepting me for like all my yeah. you know but you never know and... the person well enough to know and, and it's kind of like almost unfair to project this image of what you want onto another that they never really consented to you know and I think no, completely. a lot of it comes from the space and I, like, of, like, the whole idea of, like, he's in love with this golden girl, right, is, like, you think that, like, if you are with this perfect person, if you have this perfect relationship, that is going to solve all of your problems. Like, you won't feel mm-hmm. lonely. You won't feel sad. You'll feel fulfilled by this yeah. other person. And it never works like that. It never works out. As RuPaul ends every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? And I completely agree. And I see so many people in my life, not so many, but a, a few. I could count a few people yeah. in my hand who have not hit that yet. Yeah. That point where it's like, I need to take care of myself. Right. I need to love myself. I need to accept my flaws, accept the things I don't like about myself work on myself before i can involve me with anyone else exactly because that's going to be the detriment at for every relationship you're in if you aren't if you don't meet like this peace point with yourself just at peace with yourself it's also like you will be less of a partner to whoever you're with completely agree and completely agree 
like so often we see this kind of like I, I also went through this one of my previous relationships where I put so much of my like emotional stability onto the other person in a way yeah. that was like a lot for him to carry and yeah unfair of me to put on another person because relationships are not supposed to heal you that's not the point of a relationship and they're not supposed to be a crutch with that you lean on in order to feel okay and i feel like in the second verse going back to the song it was the wider (laughs) conversation but going back to the song like yeah when he says like loving you is the antidote that one really like (laughs) got to me it's like baby all right like i want to shake i know like i think I think he's gone through it, and, yeah. like, obviously this song, this this album was written in, you know, 2018, really, right. mostly in 2018, early 2019, was released 2019. It's been, you know, three years, and yeah. at least from all the stuff that I've heard him speak and right. really listening to this new album that he dropped, Harry's House, I think he's, I think he's at peace with himself. Agreed. I think it took the, like, again, reading these interviews, I think it took the pandemic for him too, as it did a lot of people. Um, it took the pandemic and like him not doing anything to come to peace for him to be able to have um, a healthy relationship with people in his life. Exactly. And I also think like even the fact that he included, frankly, the lyrics to this verse in the song show a level of self-awareness that like, you know what you're doing. And I think same for you and for me, when we were entering the situation, yeah. you know that it's not healthy and you know that it's unstable but you oh, I, yeah yeah but you just do it anyway because you're like grasping for anything because if you, you're yeah. sad you know and like anything that can provide no, exactly. a glimmer of hope even if you know it's unrealistic like you hold on to it and i very clear that in this song he does completely and you know my favorite thing about this song is obviously like these like these themes are very heavy they're very heavy themes but it's set to this indie pop <laughs> soft rock 1970s southern yeah. california sound yeah. with like these amazing clusters of like background harmonies mm-hmm. and you got some bells going on um this so this song was written by harry harry writes all of his songs i'll say it now <laughs> he writes all of his songs if you did not know alongside his collaborator um, collaborators Mitchell Rowland, who plays guitar in his band, along with Tyler Johnson and Kid Harpoon. Um, and then Johnson and Harpoon um, handled the production, the co-production on the song. And they've written a lot with him on his first album, This this Fine Line, and with Harry's House. I think um, what you were saying earlier, where it's like Fine Line was him trying to get in the groove. I think he was starting to get in the groove of the sound that he wanted i completely agree and i think the my issue with the first album is like each like i think he is like a say i think it's just like a sampler like that's like the album to me it's a sampler i think he he was 22 maybe when one direction was over maybe something 21 22 he just signed like this huge contract with Columbia. I think Columbia Records was great for him and his new managed team was great for him because they were like, well, what do you want to make? Right. I think, you know, you would do anything at that age where it's like, let me look at my references. Like, let me let me look at, you know, Bowie or, right. or you know, the Allman Brothers or the Rolling Stones or all these bands that like he, you know, has said he's referenced in the past. And let me just do, let me just try to figure out my sound yeah. based on the stuff I like. And that's that's basically the self-titled album. But with Fine Line, he I and he said like he started having more fun with it. Yeah. Um and having more fun with what he actually 
he's figuring it out and then with harry's house you get the full it's like oh okay this is his sound now like this is what he's going for the really good thing with fine line and fine line is like a wet dream of pop music (laughs) and it's just it just it's so like like golden adore you that's a great way to describe it (laughs) um canyon moon um you know all these songs it's like a wet dream of pop music and that's also why I think it connected with so many people. I think it had all these amazing lyrics and these vulnerable lyrics. Yeah. But the sound, oh my God, it just sounded so good. Yeah. It's like intoxicating. It really is. And it it's, is. It's a drug. It is. <laughs> it's happy and it's like, and it's also what I love about it is like, much like a drug, it takes you on many highs and lows as you progress it through does. the album. But all of it, you feel like you're with him. And I think that's really Completely. important, both lyrically and also in the um, what am sound, I to say? the composition. The track. Yeah, 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 the track. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know, you we we really have this euphoric high exactly. that we begin with, but it really does show. It's like okay, I really have these worries yeah. that you know we don't really hear about those worries till we get more and like halfway through the album yeah. um, after. Um, I'm trying to think of that. I think after lights up and we get to cherry. Yeah. But you know we have this euphoric high, and then you know we go to watermelon sugar. We go to adore you. Um, but I think that's why I love this song as an opener, and not those other two songs, is yeah. because he is really like okay, this thing is new. It's exciting. Yeah. But also, I'm scared shitless because yep. I don't want to be alone. Or Which then I don't becomes the what... theme throughout the album. Like yeah. I don't want to be alone plays as a major like tone setter for so many other songs on the oh album. my god for i would say for a majority of yeah. them i love when things I would tie say back for, in to the beginning <laughs> yeah and that's why I, I really do also appreciate fine line compared to at least again the first album yeah. is because it really is telling this story it's like okay you like you were saying we are following him through his thoughts and feelings through this relationship and we are right with him right. because like it really is a story from top to bottom. There's like one or two, like, uh, Tree People kind of just randomly put there. Random. Like, I don't know. Gotta that that is not part of the story. That's <laughs> just like, uh, randomly put there. He simply wanted that but, in there. And he was like, <laughs> no, like, he, he was like, okay, let me just do this, put it before the saddest song <laughs> yeah. on the album, or prob- probably the saddest song on the album. Yeah. But no, but like, again, besides Tree People Kindness, it really is the storyline of him in this relationship being, I think, a little too codependent. Yeah. And I think, like, at least for me, when I was associating this song with somebody else, it was very, like, you are aware of all of the directions that a relationship can go in before it starts. You know, like, we've all been around the block. We know it can happen. And I think we also, as he does, also kind of know that, like, likely this one will not end well. Like, that kind of premonition, I think, is very clear at the beginning of not a relationship, a situationship, frankly. Um, And... What I love about, like, how he has composed the album and the way in which he's ordered it is, like, he sets that tone at the beginning, and then it kind of unfolds the way he expects it to. But yet, yeah, every second completely. of the way, you're still fighting it. As we are. Yep. And it's just, like, yeah, the narrative Yeah, and that's just incredible. so... Uh, yeah, the narrative, and that's I, th- I think that's what really, like, hit the general public. Cause, right. Like, this was the album. Like, obvi- like, his first album had a lot of, like, it still had good sales. Right. And, but this really expanded to a whole different new audience that connected with it because it's like again these are just such relatable themes um 
you know, anyone or at least a majority of people have gone through a situation like this and they know they're like, like, they know it's like golden. They're like, okay, I know this is not going to work out, but yeah. like, you are really like taking a hold of me. Yeah. And like, I don't want this to end because it feels so good, but like, we're going to get burnt at like, you know, yep. as you do in the sun. As um, you do. We're going to get burnt. You're going to get burnt eventually. Right. The symbolism. <laughs> it, it kind of created... I don't know. It's such a stage for Harry Potter. Completely agree. And it's at such yeah, a stage for the third album. Completely, completely, completely. Completely. Yeah. And there's kind of like two components to it of like, it's a very strong song on its own. Great song. Love this song. Yeah. It sets a great stage for the album as a whole. And then the album as a whole sets a great stage for like his career. Yeah, like <laughs> the rest of his life, basically. Um, yeah. Exactly. And this song is amazing to hear live. I'm so excited. He's going to play it on in the fall. Like he can't not play Golden. It's, it was a single. He's not not gonna play it, um, and that's all yeah. how, how he opened the tour in the fall. And it was such a good way to open the show because it's such a. What other way would you open that show? It's so just like energetic, like it's a hype. Song. Yeah, it like sets the bar again. Sets the bar for the show, like it sets the bar for the album. It just sets the bar of like what we're, the journey that we are going on with Harry. Totally, totally. Um. The music video, um, the music video is so much fun too. It's just like he did it in the summer of 2020 in Italy. Um, just his hair looks amazing. Uh, amazing. He looks amazing. Um, it's a fun. It's like a fun music video, and I think it makes sense for the song. It's like it's fun, just fun. It's him just literally running in in Italy. That's the thing is, it's like this whole song. He's obviously he has a lot of like ups and downs with this relationship, anxiety, as mm-hmm. you're all saying. But it's also just, like, fun. And he's kind of just, like, I don't really care about yeah. all the anxiety. I'm going to, like, it's, I have it. It's here. But I'm just going to keep having a good time anyway. Okay, Caitlin. So would this be the song, like, you would pick as, like, your song off Fine Line? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, period. Sure. Go off. <laughs> it's still my favorite song. It's still the one I go back to the most. And also, like, at least for me coming onto this podcast, I feel like we really bonded over this Completely song. agree. Um, in fall of winter 2019 when the album came out because we were both in incredibly similar relationships yeah. leaving a bad one and yeah. another potentially bad and, one. <laughs> mine was bad <laughs> yeah and i just remember us like facetiming and like yeah i remember us, about- us like having i remember us having like a very specific facetime call like maybe like two yeah. or three weeks before the music video came out and this was released as a single um just like talking about like this stuff and i was like uh yeah like caitlin was probably one of the only p- people i talked to about that situation in the fall of 2020 that i was in um yeah. that was very not good for myself but i still did it and went yeah. back but you know what as we all do i'm a better person after that experience for again like Agreed. knowing why i did certain things it's because i it's because like harry says in golden like i was scared of other things and i think the line that the best one of my favorite harry styles lines in the song and it's i don't want to be alone when it ends i don't want to let you know yeah i'm like do you think actually i have a question for you. yeah do you think that line is when he says i don't want to let you know do you think that's referring to that it's over or do you think it's referring to that you don't want to be alone when it ends because I think, I think it's a mixture of both but i'm i'm gonna say yeah. the latter the that you don't want them to know that you're alone. Yeah, or afraid of being alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Because I've always taken it as, 
you don't want to let the person know when it ends. But also, I, like but, but also, I could see it as that because he doesn't want to be alone, so he doesn't want it to end. Right. And also, like, that means that there's something to end. Yeah. Which, in, which is an admittance that it was a lot. That was meant something to you, which frequently the other person does not feel. Yes. So all that, and it could you know? be a big play on that. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. So... But there's a lot of ways to take it. There's a lot of things to take it. But this song um, has, like, become one of my favorites off this album. Um, Not that I did not appreciate it when it first came out. And, like, you know, in 2020 when we were really bonding. But I really have just really started, like, this past year really loving this song. Um, And it becoming, like, at least, like, like a top two for me. Um, Sunflower Volume 6, no more, my favorite. It's golden. Um... (laughs) Yeah, this one's this one's my favorite. Yeah, it's I, really I feel, good. Like even though I, I, you know, in 2019 connected to a certain person, like I feel like in the three years since I know, whenever I'm entering into anything with anyone, this is a song that like, comes to mind. Also, to like kind of avoid the mistakes that he makes. Exactly. Re freaking tweet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and like now I'm in a very happy relationship. She is. And it's stable, and also still doesn't fill the hole. Yes. We're still mentally ill. Girl, I'm still that. figuring out my shit. Yeah, but that's part but of, that's like... that's life. And that's... And I think, honestly, there's a lesson in this song that's, like, important to remember when, once you kind of, like, dig through it. Yes. You know? Completely. Like, that, completely. Like, the layers of the song, I was like, this is Hits. not only, like, you know... Yeah. It, it hits it's, in a lot it's of a ways. Reminder of what not to do. No, I I completely agree. I think there's a lot of self reflection, um, which yeah. I think Harry is so good at. at like I he's like he know good. like he knows he's he's very aware yeah. of himself, um, and yeah. I think he's very vulnerable in that in the way he writes. And again, I think that's why he connects to so many people. It's because and I love when songs can do that, you know? like. Yeah, you, you can feel like you share an experience and a feeling with this, like, interesting. Oh, my God. Pop. When I listen that's like Golden, I, I completely agree. Like, I'm like, that's me. Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. No, it's gorgeous. This is like a I love it. experience reflected across so many people from so many different backgrounds, so many different places, and we all are like, oh, we've been through the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciated you being on and you will obviously it's be back so yes thank you so much really appreciate it really love you i'm so happy to have you on the pod as always and i'll see you oh, next time well thank you for thank you for letting me on it's been so much fun loved sharing this song with you and oh, all of our deepest darkest i love sharing this it. song with you okay bye I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on and a positive rating because it really helps out. Also, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at MyRecordsAndMe. Join me next time as I delve into the mysteries and the wonders of the female orgasm with the Grammy award-winning Watermelon Sugar. Um, I'll be tackling this one on my own, but I think it's for the best. See you next time. 